0: into miami Gab Sergio Busquets has been linked with a move to the club when his contract expires at barcelona at the end of this season after 15 years of survey <inaudible> <inaudible>
1: It's Lasseter! off oh, oh, the Woodward. Taylor, really it's over for Inter Miami. Two
0: waiting.
1: Yeah. Oh. And and again. And again. Hey, made be the best, be best be to be today. of your today's.
0: Be the worst of your tomorrow. He looks he the real. We ain't ever thinking that far.
1: He really does. So we life life. With a swagger and a smile.
0: Welcome to episode number 17 of Battered Herons. It's going to be an interesting show. Some more old heads trying to make your way and retire here in Miami, Chris. But before we get into that, how are you doing, sir? Well, I'm a lot brighter today. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, if you're watching on YouTube, definitely Chris looks a lot brighter today.
1: Yeah, I'm not living in a cave anymore. Uh, I'm a little brighter now, thanks to uh, your advice on getting a better camera. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm still upset that I don't have a better microphone, but I'm not going to blame that on you. That's, uh,
0: that's neither here nor there, but it's, yeah, it's been an incredible week so far. Well, it's been a, a while since we've had a game and we still got what, five more days to go. So not too much soccer to review, but we do have a lot of rumors to get into. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's been tons of rumors. I mean, you got Argentina that came down to South Florida to play some soccer against Honduras. You got a lot of stuff. Uh, they were training at Drive
0: Pink Stadium too.
1: Yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of stuff from Spain. So I mean, it's uh, it's been jam packed with rumors. That's for sure. All
0: right, so let's get into that first one, Sergio Busquets, another thirty uh, four year old that wants to come <laughs> over and retire here in Miami. Um, well, I guess I'll ask you what you think of it before I give you my take.
1: Well, I mean. Like I told you before, you know, me as a as a soccer fan, just getting into the sport, getting into like, you know, the clubs and getting to know the players. I mean, I play FIFA. So Sergio Busquets and Pique, they're ranked high as hell. So for me, <laughs> just off the top, I'm like, oh, man, we're getting some great players. But then I talk to people that really watch soccer and they say, ah, well, these guys are kind of at the tail end of their career, which is kind of what people see in totality as like what – you know the arrival point of MLS is, but I don't know. I mean, it it, it doesn't sound bad, but uh, w- what's your opinion on that? Because I mean, of I course, I'm like, a fan, but I'm looking I from the like, outside.
0: Okay, so so you're a fan of the move. Yeah, I, I, well. I think it's Just okay. I think
1: I I think I think it brings I think it brings some I guess some notice to the to the club.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess Sergio Busque isn't necessarily like a, a very sexy name. Um, he plays, you know, holding midfield basically what we have with Gregory and Mota right now. Uh, and before we get into that, I would like to get into, like, if he did come, where the hell would we play him? But before we get into that, I I've seen this movie before. Our first year of existence, we had Blaise Matuidi. We got him. He was a holding midfield French World Cup winner. Had played at PSG. Was playing in Juventus for three years before he came over here. And everybody was excited. Now, when he got over here, you could tell that he was towards the bad the latter part of his career he, he wasn't producing like he was in Europe and I would assume that that's what you would get with Busquets and not so much because he isn't or at one point was one of the best in the world but I think once you reach a certain age yeah people will look at him and be like well look he's still producing in Europe and I'll tell you you're right he's a 34 year old that's still producing in Europe but because he's playing for Barcelona with a bunch of other world-class players of course when you come to MLS Although it's with- grown and it's got right, it's gotten a lot better, you're no longer playing with world class players. So you have to be the world class player to make other players better. And at the age of 34, I don't think you can produce that. And perfect example, look at Iguain. Iguain was a world class player. Of course. In the latter part of his career. Yes. He came over here and he was no longer surrounded by world class players. He didn't look as good as he could have. Now, now that he has Bozuelo, which is a high level player, he's looking a lot better. So I, I don't want to see another 34-year-old guy come in and then look lost when he's playing against guys that aren't as good as his teammates are right now. I mean, yeah, because then you're going from playing who
1: you're playing with now to playing with Sailor and... uh and, uh, right. and, and, and Mabika. Yeah, like... Yeah, no offense I mean, I to them, it. but,
0: like, but it's, it's a whole other world when you're playing for Barcelona, which is the biggest club or well, second biggest club in the world. Well, I mean, obviously, he's not going to offer the same sort of play that he's offering
1: now i guess you know he's gonna try you know but like like i said maybe he's at the latter end of his career he sees this as a good fit for the team for himself you know the team will see it as a good fit to at least get some something stable in the defensive you know in the defensive line that's a midfield but yeah. but which would,
0: would you let's say he comes would you be okay with him taking gregory's spot I don't think so, because Gregory,
1: I feel like you can get more out of him in terms of potential, not just for now, but for the future. Um, You know, I'd say the same thing about Mota. Uh, I feel like you can get a lot more potential out of those two players for less, you know, less money or less investment. So I feel like it's not a great idea in the sense of what your investment can get you. But I feel like it is a move that can bring big names here,
0: you know. But remember that in MLS, unfortunately, we can only get three big names, right? We only have three DP spots. Now, if you tell me that we're signing Sergio Busquets to a TAM deal, right? Uh, A team allocation. Yeah. Whatever the hell. uh, Contract, then, okay, I'll take it. But if he's taking up a dp spot in no way do I want him those dp spots already reserved we've you and I have talked about this we want campana and he's going to have to be a dp we yes. want possuelo back he's going to be a dp and that leaves us with one open spot and I'm not, I'm not wasting it on busquets well i don't think it'd be
1: i don't think it would be ideal to waste it on busquets much less a defensive minded player i mean you want to put your money where you know putting your the the ball in the back of the net not protecting it from getting into your net so I, agree. I, I don't think i don't think that that would be money well invested uh if it is the last dp spot i mean I, at this point i don't even know what the future is for campana in the sense of whether he's going to occupy a dp position or not i know for sure you know we'll get into posuelo in a little bit but i feel like posuelo for sure the investment is there um you know, we, uh, we're going to get into Iguain as well. So, I mean, it's just, again, it's rumors. Hopefully, they pan out. I mean, there's other rumors. Uh, you know, I don't know if you have anything else on Busquets, but there's other rumors also circulating for for Pique. Is that how the name is said?
0: Yeah, Pique. Uh, Pique's another one. He's old. I, I mean, some people might disagree with him, but I think he's washed. Now, again, if I can get him for a regular contract, i yeah. take him. And there's a chance that he might be willing to play for a small contract just because of the whole situation with him and Shakira and Shakira wanting to move to Miami. So if she moves to Miami with the kids, maybe he just wants to be over here, get a little money, and, and play soccer while still being close to his family or ex-wife and kids. So I think that there's a better chance of us getting Pique at a discounted price without being a DP, and I'm all for that because – you can't teach knowledge and the knowledge that piqué has playing with manchester united and barcelona and spain and winning all the championships and trophies that he's that i would take him in a heartbeat if he comes at a discounted price but now that's the thing right i mean you have a lot of other variables
1: in in the situation with piqué where you might get him as a dp you might not get him
0: as a dp no 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 oh. no way do we waste a, a dp on a on a center back never
1: well, but now, and, and again, and then you have the whole Shakira thing, the Miami thing, and, you know, those are all very attractive things. Like, with, with Pika, I think it would be more, you know, more, I, I guess more beneficial for the team to be able to obtain Pique than it would be for Sergio Busquets, for
0: sure. I, I definitely agree with you on that point. Yeah. I because I, I think that there's a better chance that we get him at a discounted price. Busquets might be looking for a big contract. He's thirty-four, but he still might think that he's one of the best in the world. That of as course. far as holding midfield's gold, and maybe he might have a contract offer here there in Europe. And he's like, well, I'm, I have an opportunity to stay here in Europe. You know, they better pay me to go to the MLS. Of so course. I, in that aspect, I'm not. I don't want Busquets. If I only have let's say one tam one a uh, contract to give out, I'm giving it to Iguain if he decides to come back. I'm not giving it to, to Busquets. But Pique, I would take on a discount in a heartbeat. I would take him. Well, and
1: speaking about Argentine players, right? Uh, now we move on to, to the next what if. Pique now Spanish. We, uh, well, I, yeah, no, Pique Spanish. But speaking about, because you brought up Higuain, uh-huh. now we're going to talk a little bit about, what about this guy, Ooh. Messi, right? Lionel. <laughs> right, I mean, uh, you know, let, let me tell you something. I've been, fo- I was following the Inner Miami page, and and I got all in my feels, right? Watching Iguain hanging out with the Argentina team, and you know, I've been doing a lot of research. My son's doing a, a, um, a, a he's doing a project, and he picked Iguain uh, for his project. And I've been doing research, looking into it, and we got we got Messi in town, looking buddy buddy mm-hmm. with Iguain. So what about him? I mean,
0: what's the deal here? Okay, new uh, stadium well, time or what? Messi's a lot older, right? He's yeah. 36. He might be about to be 37. He's the same now, do age. You want- he's the same as age, who? by the way, as Iguain. Same age. No way. Really? Yes, he is. Yes, he okay. is. Well, how old is that? Well, would you want Messi? I think he's Messi- 36. Look. I know I... Look, the reason that intro... Played forever young, and we and I had some highlights of Emerson and Robert Taylor and Bryce Duke and Campana. I want there to be a youth movement, okay? I want them to get, uh, let's say, Acucho Hernandez from that Col- yeah. like came from Colombia. Like, give me those players. Yeah, you were gonna say something?
1: Yeah, uh, just to tell you,
0: it's uh, he's thirty five years old. Thirty five. Okay. Years old. Yep. So I'm not. I, I want us to get away from looking at. 34, 35-year-old and up players to come to play for us in MLS. Like, let's get away from that. You know who I want? I want those South Americans that are ballers that are looking for a bridge to get to Europe. Give me those. Yeah. Or those that go to Europe and they end up on, a, on a, maybe not the best of teams and they want to like, okay, let me try this again in another league and then build my 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 worth and then go back, back to Europe. Like, for example, yeah, Campana Campana went from Ecuador, and he went to the EPL. He got loaned out to us. Yeah, That's the kind of stuff I want to find. Cucho, Cucho ended up in, I think it was Watford, over there in the EPL. Wasn't great. Came back. He's balling for Columbus. I bet you he'll yeah. have a good offer in a year or two to go back to Europe. If he decides All to, ever. maybe he decides to stay. But those are the players that I want us to go after. Give us some of those young players. Up-and-coming stars that are trying to find their way either to Europe for the first time or back to Europe because it didn't work out the first time they went. But don't give me Busquets at 34. Don't give me Piqué at 39. Like it, I don't want these players now. If we're talking about Messi, that's a different story because I'll take Messi at 50. Like yeah, give me but, Messi. But I
1: mean, but I mean, if, if if we're if we're getting Messi right and we're gonna take him just as a, as an old hag here, right? right. I mean, we're essentially bagging.
0: He's still balling, though.
1: And I agree. Yeah, he's still a baller. Like, he's still seen as one of the top soccer players, football players in the world, right? But, like, Mm -hmm. at at the point that we get him, let's just say hypothetically, we get him by the time that we get this new stadium, right? We're talking about he'll be 37, right? Uh 38-ish, somewhere around that
0: ballpark. His contract ends next summer, though. So now is the time to go get him.
1: I guess. I mean, but is he going to – he's going to be willing to play in Dry Pink Stadium in Broward County? Why, I mean, I don't not? know.
0: <laughs> <not>? I mean,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, maybe it's possible, right? But, I mean, I, it, would this be a play just to get a big name just to fill seats? Because I was I was looking at a tweet earlier that Argentina and Honduras filled the stadium, and look at what 20 miles north with better talent does – for a sporting event,
0: for well, a soccer I'm glad that you said event, that. I want to I, I want to float this question by you. Let's yeah. say hypothetically we manage to get Messi next yeah. summer, right in the middle of the season. Dry Pink Stadium. Now, <laughs> now, now, right, Drive Pink Stadium. Now, now, stay with me here. I want you. I want you I'm, to really think about this. We rolling, boy. What do you think about the possibility that if we sign Messi, all of a sudden for the last. Five or six home games of the year, they move it to Hard Rock Stadium because they know it's going to sell. Right? Is that is that? Do you think it's a possibility? It's like, you know what? We don't have enough seats to fit all the people that are going to want to see Messi. Let's temporarily move the home games to Hard Rock Stadium because people are going to come. And for the for the following year, let's use Hard Rock Stadium again. Let's do it. Why not? Other teams use baseball stadiums. Some of them use football stadiums. Let's use Hard Rock Stadium to get some of the fans in while we wait for the new Freedom Park or whatever they're gonna call it get open.
1: Yeah, are you I mean, with me or not? I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm w- I'm with you. I, I all right. So dry pink. I don't think you are. Yeah. I don't think you. I don't think you. I don't. Me. I don't know, man. I just. I. It's. I mean, I guess I could see
0: something like that. Look, look I, I understand that it, you're not going to sell 80,000 tickets every game. So I understand cool. that maybe they won't do it because they'd rather just sell out the 18,000 and drive pink instead of maybe 80,000, his very de- his debut, but then like, it goes down to like 20 or 30, and the stadium looks basically empty. I yeah. get maybe that's not a good look, but I'd rather them try to do that and get as many fans in there because the money's there to be had. If Messi comes... It oh, changes the perception of this entire league. It's it's a league changer, not just a team changer. And and I look, I think that that would be a good play
1: just because of the simple fact that you're gonna get a lot more viewership from the moment that Messi gets onto the team. That that goes without a, a doubt. Immediately. Um, and 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 I feel like, yeah, that would be the play to be able to get that viewership in to see him live, I guess, for the first couple games or whatnot. I mean, I'm gonna like say, showing up in the middle of the
0: season, so you only have a handful of home games left. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, look, I I agree, I agree with your point. I think that it's fair. I think that it would be a great idea. I mean, it's like I said, dude, 20 miles north. Look at what it did with a better team. You can't beat that.
0: You can't beat that sort of thing. They could keep training at Drive Pink Stadium. That's what Argentina just did. They were training at Drive Pink Stadium. They kicked Honduras's the ass at Hard Rock Stadium, and they went home. Like, let's do, let's make this happen. Give yeah, us the Hard understand. Rock, give us Messi, well, and give us Hard Rock, and give us a techo. Those are the three things we need. Yes, Messi, Hard Rock, techo. Techo. Everybody, oh, point that it. down.
1: Now, sticking, I- <laughs> sticking with the Argentine sort of propelling that we're doing at this moment, right? And we talked a little bit about DPS, so. What do you think about having
0: Iguane as a DP once again for the team? No, no, never. No. Look, no, uh, I, I no, I like what he ended up doing since Posuelo came on. I think he finally found his form. And like I said, and we were talking about earlier, I think that a player of his age, when he's in the latter part of his career, needs to be surrounded by world class players to perform. And, and that's kind of what happened when Pozuelo showed up. He ended up performing, and he's currently still performing. But I don't want a DP spot to go to that. Like, he's performed well, but I think Campana in that same place also performs well. I mean, hell, Campana was performing well before Pozuelo got there. So if I had to pick between a DP spot for a striker, I'd go with Campana over Higuain. Iguain needed Pozuelo. Campana, not so much. He was doing it without Pozuelo, and I'm assuming when he builds chemistry with Pozuelo, he's going to be balling also. I don't know because, I mean, I don't see –
1: I mean, Campana is a threat, no doubt about it. I don't see him as much of a tactical threat in the sense of having patience. Campana, to me, seems like he's on the go all the time. I mean, look, he's always willing to blast off – and try to get the ball from from the defenders. He's always ready to run from one side of the field to the other. Those are yeah, he definitely goes for, back on
0: defense for sure.
1: Yes, and those are traits that are phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's 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 like what you said in the last podcast: strikers are be at the right place at the right time. Well,
0: and office, uh-huh.
1: I, I can't deny that Iguain just he knows when to get it in. You but, know, but and that, so we're talking that, that's experience. It is, and and so we're talking about finally he has someone that can be able to feed him the ball. He has a player in Pozuelo that now can be able to help develop Bryce Duke, and then now you're going to have Bryce Duke at some point hopefully be able to get some more minutes, possibly start at some point. Now you're going to have two possible great passing midfielders for a striker in Iguain. I mean, you know, Campana, I mean, look, the, the, the sky's the limit with this kid. He's super young. He
0: he he. What he was playing in the EPL, no, and uh, I don't know if he ever got to, to play any games. But he's definitely his contract owned by an EPL team, and they loaned him out. I think it was by the Wolves, and then they loaned him out to us. So the potential is there, right? I
1: I, I don't I don't see the same patience as Iguain. Um, I mean, it's a possibility. I think if it was if it was my decision, I think it would be a good play to bring Iguain, especially knowing that. You have Pozuelo playing the midfield
0: and making it a lot easier for him but don't get me wrong i'll take iguain back if he doesn't take up a dp spot Mm -hmm. but if he's if he's requiring a dp spot i'm sorry Iguain. you're not that guy anymore like you're not a dp caliber (laughs) guy in my in my eyes and and let me tell you something and you know and anybody that's been watching this for the last month or two knows i've admitted that i was wrong i had the shirt to prove it i'm sorry Iguain, but but I'm not sorry you're not a DP player anymore. So if if I have this one DP spot for a striker, I say I only want to pay one striker DP money and I have to choose between Campana and Higuaín. They has to go to Campana. Like this is, this is a recurring theme in this episode. I want to stay young, sir. Yeah, I want I to mean, stay but, young. But now what but do you think that Campana
1: would be willing to put all his chips in the MLS Inter Miami basket at this point?
0: In I mean, if he career. signs a contract, look, he's not signing a ten-year contract. He might sign like a two-three-year contract, and even then, in soccer, those contracts get moved around like crazy. Anyway, as soon as he wants to vote or somebody offers to pay to buy him out, like, it, the teams take that money. Like, just because he signs a DP contract doesn't mean that he's jeopardizing his, his career. Right? That like, he's jeopardizing any future in Europe. Like, he can still go. Just a year or two, build up your worth, build up that that money that you can cash out on, and and he can go. With this. That's not an issue.
1: Well, let's talk about. Let's talk a little bit about what we have that is promising, right? Mm-hmm. And that's my dude Pozuelo. Okay. Yeah. Right. Is he? Is he? And you you stated this earlier. Is he the franchise moving forward? I mean, he has been astronomically great for us. In the time that he's played with us, I was looking at some stats earlier today of the team, and he already is the leader in the team for assists. He has six assists. Well, he's actually tied with Bryce Duke, which is (laughs) that's just fuck. That's just beautiful, right? And then, but we're talking about Pozuelo making this sort of an impact in the short amount of games that we've had him on the team. And he missed a game and a half with the time that he got red carded by these clowns. So, to me, without a shadow of a doubt, he is the franchise moving forward. I mean, you have a, a, a center midfielder, center attacking midfielder in Pozuelo. I think without a shadow of a doubt, this guy is a
0: keeper of all keepers. I was, I was trying to look up real quick, but I wasn't able to find it. I'm not going to keep looking and, and be distracted. But I'm not sure what the criteria is exactly, to win MVP. I'm not sure how many games you have to have played for a certain team. And I know that 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 award a lot of times goes to whoever led the team, the the league in assists or in goals. And we're not talking about Juicy and I forget who else. But so I I get that. But if you look at the playoff race, Miami all of a sudden catapulted once Pozuelo showed up. And I know it's a very biased take, but Pozuelo in my eyes is the MVP. That – Obviously, maybe it's biased. Okay, fine. Maybe some of the other teams wouldn't be as good if their players weren't there. But Miami would be in the dumps. Iguain would still be getting shitted on by all the fans if it wasn't for Bosuelo. Bosuelo completely took this team and changed it. So, well, yes, the franchise, I think he is the nucleus of this franchise and we built around him going forward. Well, and I think
1: I think that for anyone that is a sort of a non-biased viewer or i guess content creator or whatever the case is of the mls just in its totality i think if we have people that are not biased in their opinions i think that those players themselves those people themselves would look at this and say posuelo is completely turned this team 180 made them more efficient a higher paced uh team a higher scoring team more offensive minded a bigger threat and so I and again, we're thinking of this kind of these kind of things as biased fans. And unbiased fans, I believe, would feel the same way.
0: And he changed the tactics. Like Neville used to love playing up the wings, right? Yeah. Because he didn't trust anybody building up up the middle. Once Bozuelo came in, like right now that we're playing with two strikers, we don't really, we don't even have wings. We, we, like it's two strikers well, we with Pozuelo and, and this midfield. We're building up the middle. Pozuelo has changed every th- aspect of this team from playing with five in the back and wingbacks to four in the back and working up the middle. Like Pozuelo is the MVP in my mind without a doubt, especially well, if we make the playoffs. I
1: think the key is that we're relying less on the wings. You know what it is? You know what it is in the sense of of, of what's happening with Pozuelo is that he gets on this team, right? We, we sort of modify the play based on his abilities. And it's not just about the fact that the team has to modify their play style according to who they picked up. But now they're moving forward with those same strategies. So mm-hmm. it's not only about seeing the abilities that you have, but now you're saying, holy crap. This guy really made such a significant difference that we now have to strategize all of our play style offensively around this one character. That's how you can tell what sort of an imprint this person has had
0: on the team in Pozuelo. That, and they should multiply all of his assists by two because before we couldn't imagine Higuain scoring all the goals (sighs) he did. And then once Pozuelo got there, it's like this guy completely turned around. And I don't think Pozuelo's getting as much... Um, credit for the assist that he's created for Higuain because not enough people maybe outside of Miami are talking about it. People maybe from Dallas are seeing, oh, Higuain has 12 goals this year. Of course, it's Higuain. And they don't realize what a difference ha- was made once we got Pozuelo in the middle of the season. Like yeah. they just assume that it's just Higuain and he's just producing because he's, he's what the he's the done striker. all his career. Exactly. right? Like, and, and I don't think he's getting enough credit for what he's done. So well, if he, we make the playoffs, I think he should be MVP. When we make the playoffs. I love when that. I love make, that.
1: When yes. we make the playoffs. So now we're talking about playoffs now. That word is already out there now. That's it. The cats out That's the it. bag. Right? Ain't no so now back. we gotta mm-hmm. now we now we gotta get into it, right? Let's do the, it. Re, the remaining games, right? We got three left. Thankfully, and two at home which is beautiful. I mean, they, they, there's nothing else more beautiful than that.
0: Well, in that, in that playoff chase, we're the only ones that have two home playoff games left. I'm sorry, two home games left.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, looking at, looking at what you have up on the screen. So to everybody that's listening, right. If you're not on YouTube, he, we have uh place five, place six, place seven, eight, and nine. We got Orlando in fifth. Uh, they got, they got, uh, New York, uh, uh,
0: NYCFC.
1: Yeah, NYCFC. uh, They play Miami, of course, in in the second week, and then they play against Columbus Crew as their last game. I think that's their home game, right? Correct, yep. Yeah, Uh, They have one home game left. Yeah, and then we got Cincy, those pieces of garbage. Uh, (laughs) They end up playing the Seattle Sounders uh, away, and then they play the Chicago Craps at home. And then after that, they play DC United. I mean, we're we're still in seventh place, kicking. We got Toronto coming up, and then mm-hmm. nice uh, two home games coming around with Orlando and Montreal. Ah, man, it, Columbus Crew is the scariest thing, man. They're just so mm-hmm. scary right there, sitting in eighth place, tied with us mm-hmm. with forty two points. I mean, I I, and- I don't know. I mean, I, I, and they only have one home game, which is the one coming up against Red Rebel, the Rebels
0: well the Red Bulls are still fighting for positioning as far as the, their seed, right because they're they're yeah. I think it's the third seed, and they're fighting with NYCFC for the fourth seed and they're going back and forth so I mean it's not like the Red Bulls are going to take any games lightly they still have to fight for positioning and because they're at home I think they have a good chance of beating Columbus and then they got Col- Columbus has Charlotte and then Orlando that game of Columbus against Orlando to end the season I am 100% sure, as much as I hate it, that we're going to be watching the game very closely because I think we're going to need one of those two teams to win, lose, or draw. And I'm not sure which is going to be by then. But I think that's going to be the game that we're focused in on to see if we can make the playoffs. Well, And then you I, have Atlanta. Late, yeah. They're at 40 with only two games left. So I put them up on the on the graphic, but I think they're just about done.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're just about done. They only have two games left, one home game against NYCFC. And then so we have... Like you said, that last game between Columbus crew and Orlando, that's gonna be one that's to watch for sure. And that and that that day specifically, I think when they play, it's like a hundred games that day. So <laughs> well, it's decision that, that,
0: day. That's when everybody plays it. Yeah.
1: yeah, and that, that that is gonna
0: be just nerve wracking. Nerve wrecking. But well, I think that we have look, because we play against Toronto and at this point. Toronto hasn't been as good as they had been uh, leading up to that game when we played them a couple weeks ago because yeah. recently they ended up losing um, I want to say after after we played them they ended one up losing. tie one tie loss loss loss.
1: that's been their trajectory. they've won, they've tied. They lost, lost, lost. Like they had When losers. we went into
0: that game against Toronto, they hadn't lost the game at that point when they got all those new Italians. Yeah. And then since then, they, they beat Charlotte the following week. Then they tied LA. They lost to Montreal. They lost to Atlanta. They got rocked by Orlando. So they are basically out of the playoffs. They're not playing for much. So I think we have a good chance. Even though we're a horrible road team, I understand this. I understand that every time that I predict the win on the road, I end up having to eat my words. But, I mean, this is the playoffs. I think the entire team understands this is the playoffs. And I'd also like to point out that we are undefeated whenever Pozuelo, Campana, and Iguain start together. So, because we are undefeated, although it's only happened twice, whatever, we are undefeated (laughs) whenever it still counts. I think that we have a great chance of winning this game. And I'm telling you, if we win on the road in Toronto, I have no doubt we are beating Orlando at home, and all we're going to need is a draw against Montreal, which I still think we could win because that's also yes. a home game. But if we can beat Toronto and we'll beat Orlando, I have no doubt about that, I think we can manage a draw against Montreal or better, and we'll be in the playoffs. I have no doubt we will be in the playoffs, sir. Well, I, I mean, three wins will
1: immediately put us in the playoffs. Oh, no, no, bar... yeah.
0: we, we control our own destiny. If we win out, we're in.
1: Yeah, barring any miracles from Columbus crew out there that's just, like, scraping at the bottom of our sneakers. Uh, I mean, I think that with this game coming up, like you said, this is where we really are going to need the win. Luckily, Toronto has been in the bottom of the barrel in terms of losing their last three games, so I imagine that their spirits aren't that high. I mean, the only benefit that I see here for the side of Toronto is that this is their last home game. So obviously they want to put on a show for their home fans. So that's where I could see maybe a little bit of a of a of a of a change in the sense of direction. But mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident in 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 the success of Inter Miami against Toronto.
0: Well, I mean, so let's get into it. The the Toronto we got them was on Friday night, I think, right? It's yeah. a, it's a random Friday night game. Um, I, like I said, I love. The last game that starting 11 with Pozuelo, Bryce, du, Campana, Higuain, all of them out there, I thought that that was phenomenal. I think with Toronto, with basically nothing nothing much to play for anymore, although it's their last home game, I still think that Miami comes out needing to win. And the last couple of times that we've said that it's almost like a do or die, yeah. it, it's felt like the complete opposite, almost like they ha- aren't taking it that seriously. But with only three games left and – the last week off, I think they're gonna come out. They're gonna understand that this is do or di- not do or die, but they're gonna come out like it's do or die because it's the playoffs. We're in the playoffs now. Yeah, and I think that we get this dub, and I think we we win comfortably. I think we finally win a road game by more than one goal. I'm gonna say 2-0. Winter Miami is gonna be Toronto on Friday. Nice. So you're you're you're, you're picturing a clean sheet for for our yes, boy Drizzy yes. Drake. Yes, That's it. That's it. Drizzy Drake running the six. The, is this it? the six is running yeah, in the, Toronto? Running. Yeah, Ooh, we're gonna be in Toronto. <laughs> I I know what the what the next intro is gonna be.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's exactly Six. what I was gonna tell you because not only is it Drake Calendar playing in Toronto, but then we also have the simple fact that Drake also, not secretly, is in love with Miami, Florida. So yes. I I think I mean, that that
0: would be a perfect play. Who isn't? It, it seems like every European that's thirty five or older is also also in love with Miami.
1: i i mean with this game coming up against toronto i feel like toronto's down in the dumps in the sense of that they haven't had a they really they really crapped the bed in the last portion of the season and Mm -hmm. so at this point they're playing for the fans i feel like they'll make a strong push uh i don't see a clean sheet to be perfectly honest not against a team like this i do feel like there will be multiple goals we scored um we we scored multiple goals on the road against DC United. Granted, it's uh, the bottom of the barrel DC United, but this right even. above right above the bottom of the barrel DC United is Toronto FC. So I feel like we can be able to escape out of Toronto uh, with three goals against one. With
0: Inter Miami taking the dub on the road, look, we scored twice against them in the first half when we played them here in Miami. Yeah. I I I. I we obviously came in and we, we wanted to win. We were aggressive. We scored twice. I think we're going to do the same thing. I can't see them scoring. The only goal that they scored was that crazy outside the basket, the Signe goal that, yes. with that cross in the, in the volley. Outside of that, I felt like we basically didn't have many chances. I, I think that we are going to dominate. I think we're going to dominate in our next episode. We're going to come on here and we're going to be – and I, or I'm going to take this clip and then – played in the intro and feel like a dumbass but i feel we're going to go in we're going to dominate and we're going to go into the next episode happy and talking about how we feel so confident that we're going to murder orlando and make our way into the playoffs that's what i feel i feel that barring
1: some orlando disney magic
0: no no orlando's (laughs) done orlando's done NYCFC is going to beat them and we're going to be playing to take their spot in the playoffs yeah, it's game time. It's game time, Toronto. I
1: can't wait. It's been too long that we've been waiting for a game, but this is it. I cannot wait to see this game. I am pumped. Are you going to give me your prediction? Yeah, yeah. The prediction is three goals, in miami to one, and we take the dub on the road, papa.
0: Love to hear it. It's game. Time. All right, well, another beautiful episode. Do you have anything else for the people, sir? Watch the game, bitches. And Sorry. also, follow Chris on Twitter. Chris, you're yeah. on Twitter. What's what's your Twitter handle now? Yes, I have
1: a Twitter now. I am twatting now. Okay. <laughs> My handle is. That's uh, one of the
0: most graphic things I think has been said on this episode. Yeah, okay. probably.
1: <laughs> Tweeting and twoting K battered herons. So follow me. I've actually been using it today only. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, I don't
0: get banned within the next 72 hours. I, I don't doubt that that's a serious possibility. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. When we're celebrating a win and getting revved up for that Orlando game. There you go.